0: This is a test of the Bounty Park Alert System. Welcome to Season 3, Episode 1 of the Boundary Park Alert System. Not going to bother trying to count upwards anymore. This is our third season, um, and it's our first in the National League. And that, what you heard, yes, just there, was the sound of a National League team absolutely just supported magnificently by its townsfolk who travelled all the way from Oldham to Torquay, in what was just a tremendous display of uh, unity and passion, and what a start to the season! I, Andy, this is the first time that we've spoke since the takeover, mate. So, and it's certainly the first pod that we've done. Like, <laughs> I don't know, we weren't expecting to start the season quite like this, were we?
1: It's, I mean, it's incredible, isn't it? A few weeks back, we we were preparing to dig in. <laughs> for weeks and weeks and weeks of battling with the owner and, and trying everything we can to f- dig out information. I, I mean, it's just the, the changing circumstance and the changing mood is, is well, it's, it's completely uplifting for all of us, isn't it? I, I'm, I'm so, I, I was just, I was really excited about the season starting and, and yeah. seeing how we're going to do. And I just feel really relaxed about the whole affair. Like if we, we'll, we'll do how we do, you know, I'm sure we'll be fine. And, This this season probably will be the lowest point, and hopefully we'll start to rebuild from here. It's it's just amazing the 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 circumstances. (laughs) And 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 um
0: and Frank and Judith are just a breath of fresh air, aren't they? It's it's amazing. Totally. I mean, we've got so much to talk about, and it's it it's going to start with the football. Like you know, that's that's the thing. Like it's just been completely. It's just been a mad week, absolutely mad week, and it was it was the timing for you, Andy, for going away on your holidays, just like you've been in Miyagi's it for the last couple of weeks, and like I the am. timing of going away just as the as as the new ownership was announced. But I mean, who cares where you are in the world as long as that news came through? That's all that matters, isn't it? So, yeah. um, so what we're going to do? We're going to uh, introduce our fan guest in a minute, who's sitting there patiently waiting to come on. Um, we've also got uh, Dave Bradley, who's in a car on the way back from Turkey. Um, to uh, give us a little bit of a feedback from yesterday. I just played a bit of audio there from a video of the, of the fans at Torquay. We're going to hear from the fans in our fans only feature. Uh, Dave was going around doing the, doing the rounds talking to some of the fans before the game. He's also given us a match report. So we'll, uh, we'll listen to the match report. Um, we've got a list of things. Uh, Arlene's written a, a list of mad shit. Frank's done this week, which is probably going to become a regular feature because uh, he's that kind of guy. Um, he, the worst, yeah, let, Let's introduce Paddy because he's here. Have you got an introduction for Paddy, Andy? Well, yeah. So, uh,
1: this season we've decided that we're going to give our fan guests a bit of an opportunity to explain themselves in a bit of detail. Um, so we're asking all fan guests this season three questions What's your favorite latics related memory? Uh, what was your first game, and who's your favorite first player? And a surprising fact about yourself. So, we have coming back. For his third appearance on the Boundary Park Alert System podcast over the three sets, that's one a season on average.
0: Hmm.
1: Patrick Howard join us. Morning, Patrick.
2: Morning, guys. You okay?
0: Hey, very Paddy. well.
1: Uh, Paddy answered to the, these three questions. Number one. So, uh, who was your? What's your fa- f- uh, favorite lattice related memory? This is Ian Marshall
2: celebrating in front of the Chaddy end. You didn't. You didn't Dad say favorite. You said first. You said first. Favorite. Oh well I've misread that then. I thought oh yeah, I've misread <laughs> that. I thought you said uh, first. I'm looking I'm looking at the exact message that
1: I sent to <laughs> you. So
0: what was your what was your first what was your first memory, Paddy? The the first
2: memory that I can kind of vividly remember is Ian Marshall celebrating in front of the Chaddy end, but when he was playing for Ipswich. And I remember my dad going absolutely mad at him. <laughs> so that was why I answered that to that question. I've misread that. I thought you said first and not favourite. It would have been
0: a strange favourite. Um, yeah, wanted, to be honest. even for my standards, yeah.
1: <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, you've you got to bear in mind, Paddy likes to be controversial and uh, and, and somewhat contrary. So I, I, was, I didn't necessarily read that and think that was an odd answer for you, Paddy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty honest. The second question was, uh, first game and first sort of favorite ever player, so uh, memories so 93 94 and Rick Holden being sent off against Arsenal for shoving Lee Dixon. I remember that it was nil nil. I've got the highlights of that on uh, on Daily Motion. Um, and your favorite first player was Darren Bedford because you thought he scored every week,
2: <laughs> yeah, but the, the stats suggest otherwise, <laughs> yeah, that's right. I, I'm gonna hallow as well loved going to holler. and a surprising fact about yourself Paddy's answer
1: is I'm not as miserable as my Twitter persona implies well we'll all be the judge of that Patrick <laughs> and it was and it was it was you that asked Mo who wants Dylan Fage at the famous 2019 <laughs> Fans Forum <laughs>
0: Oh, you, you're one of a you're one of a select a select few, Paddy that that have that. That's that's kind of like the Sex Pistols at the Free Trade all Like, who was the, who was there? Do you know what I mean? It's like if if, if you were there, uh, you should probably all get tattoos or something because yeah, uh, put it on was, my headstone. Yeah, that was uh, that was quite a uh, quite a moment, wasn't it? But yeah, the, everything changes, doesn't it? And things have changed massively. Um, what a weekend! Like, should we, should we, um, should we have a listen to the fans' uh, views ahead of the game before we talk about the game? See how fans were feeling in the build-up to the to the game before we talk about it. Fans on it.
3: Hi, I'm just here with John. John, what do you think about today? What's the score going
2: to be? Hopefully, one 0 That's it. Start off new era. We'll win one nil.
3: What do you think about the new ownership? What do you think of Frank Rothwell?
2: I'm glad it's I'm glad it's happened. I've bought my season ticket up the lattice, come on.
3: Thanks, John. It's
2: alright.
3: Hi I'm just here with Gary and Jackie. What do you think about the takeover? How do you feel? I'm pleased about the takeover um, I'm just glad to be able to
1: come back and watch the football now and not be looking at spreadsheets and things like that we just want it to be like the football club was like I've, since I've watched them since the all-fourth division and uh, I'm, I'm glad about it and uh, basically it really so I'm just glad the football's back
3: How do you think we'll get on today?
1: I'm hoping we'll win probably about 2-0 Who's going to score? Um Porter I think I think Porter
3: will score And who else? Uh, Porter No oh. mm-hmm. so Two for Porter What do you think Jackie For the uh, for the score? Chris Porter I love Chris Porter And I'm really glad At the new ownership Especially Darren And Joe Royal A taste of the Footballing True greats Back in the club That's what we're hoping for Come on Shezza Thanks very much Cheers Thank you, Thank you. Hi I'm just What's your name pal? Tony Phillips Are you looking forward to today? Yeah I mean, I'm i looking forward to it Nice weather Nice football hopefully What score do you think it'll be? I hope we win I don't know but Let's hope we can score goals 2-0 say What do you think of the signings? Who's impressed you the most Out of all the signings we've made? I like that Hogan actually I like the sound of him uh, The other ones I'm not so sure about so. Who have you got reservations about? Nobody actually Porter's alright isn't he? Yeah Maybe uh, Hogan okay the pullback can't remember his name but he, he sounds all right
0: But
3: yeah i'll just wait and see now because everyone's the same aren't they we haven't seen him we've not been really division before have we did you travel down here today or yesterday no we came down this morning left at half four <laughs> was here for half nine uh staying over tonight and then go back tomorrow tony thanks very much mate cheers no problem, i am um, just stay with
0: uh joanne Number one Lattics
3: fan, ever. you travelled down today? Yes,
2: no, yesterday, and we're staying till Monday.
3: Lucky you. Yeah. What do you think uh, What do you think of today? What do you think we'll come out with?
2: Uh, I think if we get a draw, I'll be made up, but I think we're going to win. I think we're going to smash it 2-0. Who's going to score? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm
3: not Porter. saying. Yeah. What's your name, mate?
2: Andy. Who's going to score? Porter. Two? That'd be nice,
3: yeah. That'd be Lovely. But I'll take, I'll take one, off
0: his, uh, one off his backside or, you know, <laughs> one, if, one off his ear All do not matter, as long as it goes in. You know, it'd be nice if we score, because there's a lot, a lot of people come down here.
2: Uh, you know, it'd be, it'd be nice for, to, to you make some noise down at uh, Torquay, it'd be good. Well, there's more, there's more lattice fans in this pub than uh, Turkey. people from Torquay, so
0: we're buzzing, we're buzzing. Yeah. Fantastic
3: turnout, brilliant. Yeah. yeah. Thanks very much. Yeah. Right.
0: Hey, grazie Mili fanzoni. So, yesterday, there was tons of Latinx fans down in talking. Grazie mille, fanzoni. <laughs> yeah, I'm fluent, <flicking>, you know. <laughs> my grandma's was Italian, you know. You can't tell, can't you, with my pronunciation. Um, yeah, brilliant turnout. Um, optimistic fans ahead of the game everyone was wrong obviously on the predictions um, I I went for a 1-1 yesterday um, but I I suspected it'd be a draw um, I went for a 1-1 on a phone in but um, yeah we're not exactly sharp up top are we um, missed missed a couple of good chances by the sound of it which we'll hear in uh, in the match report shall we listen to the match report and then we'll get Dave in because uh, Dave's on his way up and we'll talk about the match but here's here's a summary of it <laughs>
3: 827 fans witnessed the opening day at Playmore down at Torquay where Oldham Athletics were subjected to a 0-0 draw. Oldham played a 3-5-2 with Nation Shearing, Liam Hogan and Jordan Clark in the defence. In the fourth minute, Torquay nearly took the the lead with a great passage of play and they hit the bar from Goodwin. It was too close for comfort for Latics fans. Hallam Hope in the 11th minute blasted over when he was one-on-one with Halstead. Ben then drew a good from the Torquay shot stopper in the 23rd minute. In the second half, there were number changes ensued and Chris Porter made way for Mike Fondop, who was fantastic and bullied the Torquay defence. Some questionable refereeing was definitely a frustration for both sets of fans. Lee Collins was near appalling. He was so bad. And it came to rue when Oldham's uh, Dan Gardner was given his second bookable offence from a tired challenge. It was a, it was a second bookable offence, however, the first one was a very innocuous yellow card. Latix also looked dangerous with Fondop up front volleying narrowly wide on two occasions. The referee administered more yellow cards for Latix for Cooper and Hogan, respectively, all very baffling, if you ask me. It was a solid display for Oldham, we battled very hard. I'm unfortunate not to come away with the three points because I think they had the better passages of play and they had more guilt-edged chances. The BPS man of the match is Nathan Sheeran, a very confident display for the defender on his full debut for Latics.
0: Match Match Report! Here he is, the author of that that wonderful report for Nathan Sheeran. Who's Nathan Sheeran? Who's who's who's, who's Nathan Sheeran, Dave? Here we go. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's on. He's in the car on the way up, um, and so we probably won't hear him because he'll keep cutting out now. Um, but um, so,
1: so other than Nelson's Sheeran, it is uh, it's, it's it's the B Pass man of the match, not the BPS, not the BPS yeah the, the, B, man of the
0: match. BPS man of the match. God, had you, you been drinking, Dave? <laughs> huh? Oh, we can't even hear him now. Let's let, let's ignore Pull him. Pull over Just and find I... some find somewhere stable. Just out of interest, in there,
1: so. It said, he, he repeated it, 827 fans, yet our official website had told us we'd sold over a 1,000.
0: Yeah. What was the number? I don't know. It's hard to know, isn't it? Yeah. The official number was 827, wasn't it? Yeah. That's what Torquay read out, yeah. I mean, even so, regardless, of whether, it doesn't matter. I mean, it was still a magnificent turnout, even if if, if they'd sort of like fudged the numbers a little bit. There's pound-for-pound um,
2: supporters in the land, aren't they?
0: Depend- we'll see Dep- what we.
2: It depends,
1: Patrick, on on what on what tone you want to take, because <laughs> you, you and your best mate Rob Turner might get a bit all contrary about that when you want.
2: <laughs> to be to be honest, I think I was going to even under the previous owner, I think they'd have taken quite a lot down to Torquay for the first game.
0: Well, I mean, it's it's been very it's, I'd say it's you know, it's hypothetical in it. I don't think we would have taken. We probably would because people would have been boycotting. Um, home games and probably still would have wanted to get away from the football, but um, obviously, none of us were there, um, to watch it. See if we can bring Dave back in, uh, just on audio there. Dave, can you hear us? No, um, <laughs> uh, but it's that it sounded like, um, it sounded like early on in the game we we were under the cosh a little bit and um, and they started better than we did and, and, and we settled down. It sounded like Gardner had a good game in midfield until he got sent off, which is a bit of a bit of a bummer. But it's only one, it's only one, uh, game suspension in it. Uh, I haven't seen anything. There was it was one of those yesterday today where it seemed like people were having far too good a time to actually be filming the football. They were singing, chanting, whatever, and there wasn't any. Much of the match um, fed up on, on Twitter or anything, and obviously the national league don't release the the images and, and and goals until is it a Sunday or a Monday, so like none of us have seen any of the footage at this stage, which is a little bit uh, unusual compared to last season. So um, none it's, of us I have seen just how bad that miss well.
1: was. Some of the other things I noticed as well: if you go on the BBC's website, they literally to see what the team team sheet is. See oh, see how the team's lining up. They get it hopelessly wrong, and if you go on the Sky Sports app, because we're
2: non-league, they don't even list who, who's playing.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so BBC you don't
2: see how uh, look while we're playing centre mid for us yesterday. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it <laughs> shows you how tinpot league is. Yeah, it's it's it, there's a lot of things that we're going to have to get used to. I think over the, over the coming season, uh, are you are you too happy with the point yesterday, Paddy? How do you feel about it?
2: Yeah I I I always think the first the most important thing on the first game is not to get beaten. Um it's a good point if they can follow it up with two home wins. Um but in isolation it's probably not a bad result. Yeah. Well, I mean you know what I'm like I think they should be winning every game at that level but um in isolation it's probably not a bad point as long as they can back it up um against bloody Dorking Warriors and is it Weldstone after that?
0: Yeah. Have you have you like tempered your expectations a little bit now? Or well, you, are, do you just do you just reset to we we're gonna win the league?
2: Do you know what? This is probably in keeping with what Andy says about me trying to be controversial, but I'm not but I've got serious reservations that the manager will get us promoted. Um I, I think we've got maybe he he's made a rod for his own back by saying that we should be getting promoted, but I'm not convinced he's the man to do it. Which I I mean I hope I'm i would love nothing more than for him to get us promoted, but I've got serious serious reservations about him.
1: We we should have clipped the audio from you about this time last year coming on. Uh,
2: I expect nothing but top six in League Two. I do. I still do. If we got promoted, I'd expect it next season, hundred <laughs> percent. What you can't what you can't legislate for is that Daft City donut being as bad as he was as manager, bringing in all these players. The, listen, the, point, the point was
0: though. The point was though, Paddy, is that under that, under that, I'm going to use Air quotes, leadership, and with my, with Mohammed and whatnot, there was okay. just in the, in the reality was we were never going to um, finish anywhere near yeah. that. Where we were, we're it's always not, doomed. It's not true really? though, is it? People do do well under bad ownership.
2: You know, people can get promoted despite owners being.
0: Yeah, but well, wow. clearly in our situation, the, the you know, with all the evidence, we were just getting worse every year, weren't we? Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and, 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 the, and the examples that you throw out there of of the sort of the contrary examples of bad of bad ownership and, and promotions are, are likely to be Blackpool. Well, we had Blackpool, Blackpool
0: Coventry. Yeah, but yeah, but they all got worse before they got better, didn't they? Like Coventry got worse before it got better. So anyway, look, I mean, the thing is, is that that ownership has gone now. Gone, yeah. We, it's, it's gone, thank God. I mean, that really, and, and it's been a massive change in, in. I mean, just looking at social media yesterday, uh, you know, we can all try and find uh, negatives if we want, and we can try and whatever. There are still people who was trying to put spins on things. But at the end of the day, just looking at all the smiles and looking at the, at the feel-good factor, you can't deny it. It's back, and yeah. the one thing that's going to keep it back, like you just said, Paddy, is is winning games. Yeah. Like we, if we can beat Darkin, because it's going to come down to it. Be coming down to earth with a bump, losing against Darkin, would not it? Because they are, with all due respect to Darkin, a very very small club, even at this level, you know. And yeah. you know, I'm, I'm,
1: I'm gonna I'm going out on a limb here now, right? I I, I don't think we've quite hit the bottom yet. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think there's a bit, a little bit to go, and then and then it, and then it starts to change. In what and in what respect, Andy? What I mean is, uh, so I, I participate in Owen oh, the Blues prediction league, and I predicted us to lose two one yesterday, right? Because I, I I just felt that we're, we're gonna we're not gonna get off to the flyer that 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 everyone sort of hopes for. It's just gonna be it's gonna be a little bit of readjustment, and then we'll start. Then we'll start to bottom out, and and then have a have a go at it. And so. You know, obviously, I'd love to go up this year. Who wouldn't? But I'm not expecting it. Right? I'm trying to lower my expectations this season to say a top half finish or trying to get into the playoffs. I'll go. Okay, we're bottoming out. We're going to be on the return in in the coming seasons, hopefully. You know, and and the club is is structurally just has been absolutely decimated and stripped bare that the new owners and the new management team are going to take some time to. Sort it out, um, affect the culture within that business, and make sure that 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 it starts to bounce back stronger with a decent academy and and all that sort of stuff. I, I just don't think it's gonna. And then you you, you throw into that Frank's comments about Dawkin, and we got Dawkin. on Dawkin drew two all yesterday with Chesterfield. That's not a bad. Yeah, they point banks in
2: net though, didn't they?
1: <laughs> Did
0: they? Yeah, Did yeah, he go in net in all the all second half? Net
2: to an hour. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, um,
0: look, losing to Dawkins on Tuesday won't won't be us bottoming out, will it? It'll just be like it's just it's it was just Saturday. What did I say? Tuesday. All right. No, we play it on Saturday and then Tuesday we have got Wheelston, yeah. but yeah. like two we've got two of the smallest teams in the division yeah. in 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 that time, and and obviously we're one of the biggest clubs in the division. Um, I, I tweeted out a YouTube video that some Australian guys done. I uh, don't know if you've seen it, but it goes around the grounds uh, in alphabetical order. And, and it shows like aerial views and drone footage and all that kind of stuff of all these different stadiums. And you know the standout stadium in the division is obviously uh, Notts County, just like in terms of size, and it's a lovely stadium. Um, and then you've got the likes of Torquay, which is half decent, and York, which is brand new. Latics, Chesterfield, but and then you've you've got dark. You know you've got like it's like Clayton Playing Fields with a with, with a with a porter <laughs> cabin on the side. Some of it is like that, and it's you know. So there is a huge, huge gap in wealth between um, the top and bottom of this division. But at the end of the day, you've got teams like Dawkins that are on upward momentum and, you know, promotion after promotion after promotion, no doubt full of belief, um, coming to Boundary Park and playing Chesterfield, getting results. So it's going to be really tough. The it's 5-0. Really... Oh, oh, I hope it is. I hope it is, funny <laughs> okay. Yeah, I hope it is. is. It'll do well, well see. to get a corner. <laughs> I think I think do you, are a, your boys do your boys are you, have you managed to instill this like this belief into your boys or are they are they far well, more they grounded expect, than you are they
2: expect them to lose every week <laughs> they just become used to getting beat most weeks but yeah something else there's no way there's no way on this earth. I'm I'm I'm
1: sure I could probably find uh, a, a a social media post for me where you've been equally as disparaging about Stevenage Crawley uh, yeah, any other team like that that's then subsequently turned us over. I think, Possibly, I just yeah, think
2: that, but stalking.
1: Yeah, I
0: know, I know, I know. I'm, I mean, don't, you're preaching to the converted in terms of like what we. But should it's like it's like the FA Cup, though, isn't it? It's like it's almost you know. It's the, the, the kind of the the, the golfing in, in, in size of the club doesn't matter. You know, you've seen it. It's like you know there should never be in, in theory there should never be a giant killing because it's. Man United v. Bournemouth. When Harry Redknapp turned over United, it should never happen in theory, but it does <laughs> because that can happen in football. So,
1: I've just got you've got the advice that the Stockport lads have, have given us, you know, privately, and also when we've spoken to when you guys have been on on the greatest Manchester podcast with them. I've got the the chap I interviewed from Luton a few weeks ago. I've got him ringing in my ears. Everyone who's been down here has said, "Don't go into it like just like be humble." <laughs> Because you're gonna get turned over by some absolute dregs. It's gonna happen. <laughs> and you've got to be prepared for it and just adjust to it, enjoy it for what it is, and then and then you'll bounce back quicker. If you go in there all arrogant, <laughs> you're gonna get you're gonna get stung. So I, I just think to answer your question before that, that Paddy answered, I was happy with the point yesterday because we didn't that's the first season since 2015 when we drew one all. At Walsall. Walsall and Jonathan Fort scored a cracker in the second half. If I remember, I was at that game. Um, that's the first time we haven't been
0: beat. So that's seven seasons. <laughs> like, it's really like, bad, that isn't it? It's, it's really bad. Car. Yeah, you know. So, so that in itself is a is a positive, isn't yeah. it? We've got a point on the board on day one. Yeah, um, totally, but then so, so what I'm now expecting is my expectations
1: we will lose one nil on to Dawkins, having had about 70% <laughs> possession at the post twice and the crossbar twice, <laughs> we'll lose one nil.
0: <laughs> I mean, this is the thing. I mean, you know, Dave's trying bravely to get into this uh, into this conversation, but it's not happening because he's on the road. But you know, like he, he commented on the referee uh yesterday on the on the commentary. Um there was you know, a lot of, obviously, um, anger at the referee but and, and the standard of refereeing. But that's going to happen. Obviously, as we drop down the divisions, things get worse. <laughs> it's just the way it goes. Um, and for me, it's about you've got to score enough goals to make sure that refereeing decisions don't matter too much at the end of the day. And my, my concern early on in the season is that we don't have um, enough goals that I'm hoping that the strikers are gonna are gonna find the feet as the games go on. Obviously, we've still not seen Holland hopes miss, but I think you know there wouldn't have been that many Latex fans based on his finishing record um, of fans backing him. Um, and hopefully, you know, I mean, you've got to take those chances, haven't you, Paddy? It's, it's disappointing, isn't it, when you get clear cut chances and and, and they missed.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I mean, I was talking to Adam from Push the Boundary the other day. And I feel that we do need another striker. Uh, he's going to have to obviously work the low market for that. But we do actually have five strikers on the books. And I'm not sure whether he'd bring a sixth striker in. We looked at it. it's We've got Hope, Fondop, Porter, um, Luamba and uh, is one? Oh, Vanny De Silva. That's on the official website. They're listed as the the strikers. Um, and I'm not so sure that he'll go in for a 6-1. But to me, it seems like we are crying out for one.
0: It's it, that 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 lineup of, of, of strikers, the, the worrying thing about that is the potential injuries that are gonna come from them. Luamba, yeah. I think it sounded like when he came on he made he made a bit of a difference because he brings something a bit different. Um we're just gonna have to, we're just gonna have to wait and see. I suppose the, the one the one benefit in, in the National League is there's no transfer window, so we might be able to tempt some some strikers away from maybe a club that's you know one of the teams that's doing quite well below us in the division or something like that um just to mention that on that though in terms of finance we have to we have to mention the uh, the season ticket sales don't we um this week we're at 300 3345 3, was the was the last figure um we sold a thousand in a day on on last Monday impressive in it I mean it's a total Total we, changes. We, think,
1: we think the number under the lemsagams was uh, was a, a smidge over a thousand, don't we? So um that's putting another, you know, that's basically two thirds more in effect, or two hundred percent more however you look at it. Um which is which is shows you the sort of strength of feeling there was against the ownership. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um that's demonstrative in those numbers. So it's brilliant. And it's brilliant. I, I I really hope that we get a lot of pay on the day as well. Um, it'd be great to get Five thousand in as regularly as possible wouldn't it We got, the we prices got to...
2: are quite good as well you know you know um i looked at a lot of national league um season ticket prices and the prices are for Latix, you know it's quite low it's quite good pricing structure that they've got there um, yeah i mean halifax halifax's early bird was 330 pound which is is the same as our, our full rate and i think what their owners kind of said is the people that will buy it at two hundred quid will buy it at three hundred and thirty quid anyway. So yeah. just generate more money. But no, it's been uh, it's been quite nice to see this week. Um, the there was a bit of an issue with the family stand, wasn't there? But I, I've, I've had an email from Adam Street at the ticket office to say that you can now buy season tickets for the family stand. Uh, it's going to be open for the first four games, and then they'll uh, they'll be looking at maybe moving us or keeping us there. So I bought one for the Jimmy Frizzle stand, and then I've got to move it to the family stand, and then I might be moving it again now. So, <laughs> uh, but you know, it's—I mean, we, I've got uh, there's eight of us going to the Dawkins game next week. So I, I mean, I hate it really. I like a break from my from uh, from Rachel, to be honest, at the football. So <laughs> coming is a bit of a pain in the backside for me. But she's um, she's aware of Frank Rothwell from obviously he's quite a, a big you know he's well known around Oldham. So she said I'll come. Support him for the first game. Yeah, no, won't come back again after that.
0: Well, unless of course we do, you know, score five and and it's just a fantastic. And she's like, "This is brilliant. I love it. I've got the bug."
2: But if she does, then I'll stop going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure one, she mate. appreciates. I'm sure she appreciates your uh, time away from you as well. <laughs> yeah. <just laughs> play, so. yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's a huge game next week. Now in. It, like I said, I'm delighted we didn't lose against Torquay. Point on the road is always good, um, especially when you could have lost it. sounded like they had some good chances there at the bar and uh, and all that kind of stuff. Um, but a point on the, on the road is good. Like you said, Paddy, two home wins, seven points out of nine. That would just be brilliant because it just fills everyone with confidence, fills the team with confidence. We've not seen... The effects of confidence on an Alderm team for a long, long time. Have we? We, we? we saw um, when Shes came in um, last season, we saw a lift in 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 the um, in, in the playing, in in the quality of the play and all that. And that was with a full squad. When we had, and then obviously we got injuries and suspensions, and things started to drop off, uh, unfortunately. But yeah, we we need something to build on. Um, and and if we're winning games, like you said, Andy, paying on the gate, fans will turn up. Fans will come um, to watch the games. And hopefully they can keep that going and get them hooked again. Because the other thing is, is like people have said, people have changed their habits and their routines on the weekend, haven't they? The football has has, has not been what they do anymore. Um, so we ha- we have to win some of that back. So it's not going to be easy. There's a lot of rebuilding to do. But <sighs> flipping heck, it, it all of a sudden it feels possible, and that is just <clears throat> it's just leagues different than what it felt like at the end of the last season. Yeah, Andy, you're on mute. I think.
1: Sorry, mate. <laughs> You'll have to edit that out. It's huh? all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it's, it is incredible, the the, the changing mood. I mean, just seeing things like, um, did you see the the letter that the club sent to local residents? Paddy May well have got one because he lives around the corner, um, where Darren Royal had written to residents saying, look, we're going to have a bit of a march down to the ground, uh, brass band on, you know, a bit of a celebration. I'd just like to inform you of the disruption and... Here as a bit of sort of say thank you and and well you know saying hello to our new neighbours, uh, here's a couple of complimentary tickets. I mean, I know it's it, you know it's a relatively small gesture, but those types of things just were not happening before, were they?
2: And it's that's so easy, isn't it? It's very so easy.
1: very easy. Very very easy. J- just but just to show a little bit of respect yeah. and 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 you know conduct yourself with a bit of class. And then you get a lot of goodwill from that. And those are the types of things that have been missing. So, you know, and also um, you talked about season ticket prices earlier. I agree with you, Paddy, about the fact that they're, um, you know, I mean, we've got, got to bear in mind here is, is the Lemsingham's put the season tickets on price, uh, on sale, and the early bird was as low as 200 quid. And a lot of people took advantage of that. And, you know, even when we are Barry Owen on, some time ago now he was complaining about the prices that the Lemsgans were selling it at for the reason you touched upon really with Halifax fans is he, he thinks you could you could flog it to him for whatever prices and that first thousand had come anyway no matter what the price is and he's probably you're probably right and he was probably yeah. right so th- there will probably have to be an adjustment but what the club have done and, and the club also sought feedback you know Matt will know more than me from the foundation from push the boundary and they spoke to the Athleticos as well um and they made some small adjustments to that. So, for instance, raising the, 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 the age limit for sort of the intermediate price from 16 to 18 to help the Atleticos attract more um, people uh, at a lower price, which I think is a great move. And then they sort of held the, the, the 270 price because they didn't want those people that had held back their patronage in order to try to help force the Lemsigams out to be disadvantaged in any way, which I think is also a respectful thing to do. So I just think that... Like, all all the moves that the club are making early on already are just demonstrate an understanding of the community at large, the people around them. You know, the cost of living crisis was referenced in it. You are just reading. Them. I mean, I'm reading these these first two statements and just like just sitting back in a chair and going, "Thank God for that." <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> it's not
1: Barry we've had, Owen.
0: We've right had more. In, the club have had right more right in, posi- a in a confrontational manner. Sorry, Andy, it was lost you. It kind of got a bit glitchy there for a second. But um with the club has had more positive PR in this last week than it had <laughs> in the whole four years of the Lemsgum era. That is that's how it feels because yeah. there was just never anything positive coming out, and it's it was just mistake after mistake after mistake. And at the end of the day, you've got the you know the, the club and now what the club are now doing is setting a, a setting a bar for themselves that they have to maintain, but at the end of the day. That's if you've if you've got a set of values that you live by and uh, principles that you live by, then that won't be a problem because you just do it anyway as a as a matter of course. And, and that's how it feels. It doesn't feel like these things are being forced. It just feels like people are doing them because they realize this is the right thing to do and the right way to behave. So it really is encouraging. Um and it's absolutely a delight to be able to talk about this kind of stuff rather than the stuff that we were that we were talking about because I was I was dreading this season I'll be honest with you under with the Lemsigums I was dreading the do having to get up and on a Sunday and that and, and record podcasts and go through it over and over again it was just draining. It was what i are doing work.
2: is just it like I just mentioned to Andy, it's so it's so simple but it makes such a difference. The other day um one of my friends went to get a season, he's not been since Paul Scholes left he went with his daughter to get a season ticket on Thursday about quarter past four. And uh, Frank, Frank Rothwell was leaving the ground and he saw the queue and he went back in, went into the ticket office and started trying to find, um, you know, so people could collect, started rooting through envelopes. It's just such a simple thing, but it just makes such a big difference to know that, you know, And I mean, he spent a bloody fortune anyway, so we know he's in it with us. But to know that he's kind of in, you know, we're all in it together and, it, you know, we, which wouldn't have happened two, three years ago under those lot.
0: Look, Darren Royal was mucking in. Yeah, can clear so around the north stand for um, for, for this fans bar that they're, that they're trying to create in there, or they are creating. Don't know whether it'll be ready in time for the game at the weekend, but um, you know that's D- Darren had been at a meeting all day um, at the foot with the league, and then he rocked up there, put his jeans on, and he's he's helping move boxes. Like totally different kind of mindset and attitude. It just we are all in it together, and everyone's going to have to muck in. There's a there's a clean up in the north stand. Um, this week I'm not quite sure whether that's where that entails whether that's inside outside or whatever I don't really know but um everyone's happy to get involved again aren't they everyone wants to buy the season tickets put the money and their time and their effort into the club and there's just so much love for this club it's just brilliant to see it's just fantastic
1: yeah, there they go Paddy volunteer to clean the North Stand Out then you can get out of the house and uh,
2: you done. Done. Rachel's there I already have done <laughs> I, uh, I my farming last week. can only do Tuesday, though. I'll go to Spain on Wednesday. Haven't I mean,
1: you nice. just come
0: back
2: from Spain? Yeah, I'm going for a wedding next week as well, yeah. Nice. Um,
0: so, yeah, no, it is... I've not been away for a an holiday, and I was supposed to go to Tarquay for a weekend away. Didn't even manage to get down there. It, some, of the, some of the footage... <clears throat> I've, not, I've had a bad chest, have not been very well. I thought I'd give it a rest rather than go away and make myself worse by boozing for a couple of days and that. But it's gorgeous down there, isn't it? Some of the photographs that people have been posting on Twitter and stuff, it's like, I mean, they call it the English Riviera for a reason, don't they? It's absolutely glorious. Um, Dave keeps popping into the stream here, I can see him. But it keeps, every time he pops back in, it's frozen. So he's uh, currently got his thumb in his eye and he's not removed it for... About well, ten seconds, so I presume it's it's frozen. He's a positive
2: guy, isn't he, Dave?
0: Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's delusionally positive. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it brings a nice balance to uh, to my uh, my cynicism. Um, here he is um, again. I'm going to see if I can. I'm going to see if I can bring him in here and see if we've got him. Dave,
3: hello. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? Stuck in traffic.
0: Oh god, might out with the uh with the signal if you stay yeah, still.
3: The, yeah, we, yeah, we nearly caused the accident just telling Dave to stop in the middle of the motorway. Just stop, to <laughs> do a
0: podcast. <laughs> so how was it, Dave? Give us your give, we've heard your match report. Give us a. Yeah. give us a more of a a, a general a sober, feel the day. A
3: sober one. A sober <laughs> one, right? Yeah. Uh, it was all right, yeah. Uh, I thought we defended excellently, if I'm honest with you. Uh really solid at the back with Clark, um, Hogan. And Sheeran, you know, he's a signing, he's a quality player him. Uh Gardner was levels above every player on the pitch yesterday. He played really, really well. Um, but he didn't have much up front in the first half. Porter looked tired, he looked very leggy, considering um, he'd not played much in pre-season. Do you know what I mean? He only played 60 minutes, but I think that's all you're going to get out of him. Hort um, was abysmal. He missed a one-on-one. I could have scored it. That's how bad it was. i have a ref, and I could have scored it. It was so bad. Stubbs couldn't beat the first man. Uh, he's like Dracula. He don't like crosses. He's opposite, <laughs> absolutely shite. Um honestly. Why we signed him? Do you know? I don't even understand. But then Fondop came on, and he he just bullied the defence, and they had to they had three marking him at one point. They had to go back to a five-three-two. Talkie. They just couldn't handle him, and he just missed a, uh, a volley. Uh, in the second half, it was inches wide, but honestly, um, Luamba, Luamba played well as well, so yeah, it's, it's all good.
1: What, what, what was Tollett like?
3: Good, good, but he just didn't take his shots. You know, when you get to the edge of the box and he pass it sideways, uh, and it was just like, just take a shot, but again, a little bit rusty. Uh, Cooper played well, Paddy, uh, forced, forced to, be to be reckoned
0: with.
3: with, forced to be reckoned with, yeah, he played really well, um, but. Even when McGay came on when we went down to 10 men, Torquay had nothing to threaten us with. We looked really solid and Norman pulled off a fantastic save in the first half and he, he claimed the ball from crosses, unlike Luke Weiler, who's just like the, the flounder of the century. and he? He's just pouring Luke Weiler, but he, he played really well, you know. taking 0-0 away from uh, Torquay because they, they, they had some good players, Torquay, to be fair. Um, and they had like, is it Dean Moxie he used to play for Crystal Palace at the back? But Fond, Fond, he, he couldn't handle Fondop and they were just trying to get Fondop booked and, you know, get him to react. But he, he looked dangerous. He just, he, as I said, just a bit rusty. He had two, two really good chances, which he should, have, he should have put away. But I'd take it. So, yeah, they played they played really well. Lattic, is, uh, is he, he Has, has Fondop so, shifted,
1: yeah. uh, Fond shifted that terry he's been carrying?
3: <laughs> yeah, at some points, he looked like he was carrying a fridge on his back. He looked a bit slow. But uh, yeah, he, he was all, he was all right. He was all right. It, he just he'll just get sharper as, a, as the season goes on, hopefully, and just keep him fit and keep him o- avoiding injuries. But yeah, he, he, he does look a handful. And it, honestly, uh, two inches and he would have scored yesterday. It was uh, it was so close. So again, it's just the crossing with Jack Stubbs. If you can't support Fonderpaw or hope in the middle or Porter with bad crossing. You know, I would have played that Burgessby instead of Stubbs. Uh, give him a give him a run out, but hey, obviously didn't want to play him. So in shares we trust. There's well, a lot of football to play in there.
2: Off. Did he move Sheeran into the middle?
3: Yeah, okay. Um, word Sheeran, but honestly, he's so composed and so for a short guy, he was winning every single header. He looked really confident at the back as well.
0: Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of football to play, in there? Um and um you know we he's gonna to have to try, he's gonna to have to use everybody in his squad. Um Dave, can you just knock it onto just onto audio just for a minute because you seem to be losing you a bit? It might be a bit better if you're just on audio. But um the um yeah, I mean, we've got to have to see everybody. They are gonna get sharper. There's a lot of games like you know, we've got three games in a week. Well, four games in a week, haven't we, really? Uh, is it Saturday? No, no, Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday. Tuesday, Saturday, but there's a lot of. Though they are going to have to get up to speed quickly. Um, Porter's age, you're 38. Sad, weren't running around up up top isn't it like. So that's going to be difficult for him. But um, like some good some good positive sounds there anyway, weren't there? That's that's good to hear.
1: Yeah, let's let, let's let's see how it pans out in the next few weeks. It's it's going to be it's going to be important not to get ahead of ourselves. But hopefully, you know, it's like Paddy said earlier. You, you had. Uh, I listened to it when I was on holiday. You had um, the chats from the sort of uh, non-league podcast on, giving giving us a bit of a rundown, and it was interesting about him saying that that Sheridan didn't do well at Chesterfield in that season when he was in in non-league. He didn't put didn't put a team together. So I'm hoping that he's learned a bit from that experience because that was the probably the first season he'd done that in non-league, and maybe he's adjusted who's recruited this season. Hopefully. We might be able to compete, but he does look like we need a striker, really, don't it? You know, if Chris Chris Porter's legs have gone, um Fondot isn't isn't necessarily fit. Luamba and Vanity Silver are kids. Hope he's not a striker. He's just not, I don't really know no. what he is. Um he runs around a lot, but um we're gonna need someone probably a bit better. If we talk about some other things that have been noted, in that did you did you go to Fild? Did you and Dave go to filed Matt?
0: No, I didn't bother. No, Dave did, you did go- though.
1: Dave did, didn't he? Yeah. Did you go Paddy? No, I don't do friendlies. <laughs> don't do friendlies. I don't <laughs> do friendlies, but I expect us to be at the top of every league ring. Um <laughs> So, you can, so Nick Nick Horton, who scored both of Fylde's goals, scored again for Filed yesterday, all right, in the Conference North. Um, but he, if you look at his goal scoring record the last 12 months, he's been mustered from midfield. And... I was thinking when I, when I chatted to the Luton chap the other week, he was saying when Luton were down in our division and they were playing teams much smaller than us, they basically swept up. They picked all the best players from Conference North and South and and then built a team around that over the course of a few seasons. It feels like we might have to try to do that, doesn't it? You know, and and if I'm not saying I haven't seen Nick Horton I know nothing about him, but. How many players are there like that that we may want to sort of assemble and put together? And can we find a striker who's young and hungry um to add to that list of either aging crocked or non strikers that we've got?
0: It all comes. It comes down to budget, doesn't it? And, and 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 it's important that you know we've we got a lot of season ticket sales, and it's important that that the the, the, um, the club infrastructure starts to generate uh, revenue for the club. You know, finishing off the north stand and getting the corporate stuff in, and the, getting the the fans bars and the upstairs done. Um, you know, maximizing uh, opportunities like the doing in the um, in putting extra chaos into the Rochdale Road and having a, the revenue coming in, trying to at least break even and putting a bit more money into into being able to do that. Because the thing is, is that because there's no transfer window, you can bring players in like that who are on form, who are confident, who are doing really well. Generally speaking, if they come into a into a new team, they're going to carry that confidence with them, you know. So if they've already banged ten goals in in the first half of the season, you, you know, you might get another ten out of them in second half. I, I
1: guess I, as the point you raises is absolutely fair and right. It comes down to budget. Now I'm I'm certainly not expecting the Rothwell family, who I mean I just like to thank personally I mean, all of us would for putting in maybe up to 12 million pounds to save our football club from from liquidation. You know, let, let's be clear, had the Rothwell family not stepped in, we'd have probably been wound up within a matter of weeks. The Lebsigan's From what, from what
0: I've heard about yeah. where we were at. Yeah, that's we, that's we, we weren't
1: bad. paying bills. HMR, HMRC were, were probably going to liquidate us um, within a matter of weeks. So all those, so all those sorts of things are, are vital. You know, I, I, I'd, I'd just like to thank them. I, I guess we can't expect them therefore, to start throwing money around at buying players. (laughs) The the club does have to try and sit on its own two feet, and that's fine. So I I don't know whether we can afford transfer fees yet. We probably need to generate more revenue in order to be able to buy players. But it would be great, wouldn't it, to be in a position where we are able, potentially, to spend some money on players. Because, Talking about strikers and talking about spending money, a couple of other things I've noted this week, which are probably worth talking about, is... Wickham Wanderers have put, reportedly, a £200,000 bid in to sign Tom Hamer from Burton. Now, Wickham Wanderers are, sh- are throwing out around two hundred grand <laughs> to sign players. We should be able to do that. <laughs> Wickham aren't bigger than Oldham. Historically, I'm getting I'm sounding a bit like Paddy now. <laughs> but obviously, they've been in the Championship and they're up at the top of the League One. So, they've been generating more revenue than us for a while. So, that's why they're able to do it. I get that. But it would be great to get to a position where we're able to try and buy players. What will be interesting there is... Presumably, unless the lenser Gam sold it, there'll be a sell-on fee, which will generate from that Tom Hamer sale if it goes through. Because so I think we sold him for a, a bag of buttons and a, a packet of watches, yeah. didn't we? With Thirty grand, I think it was. Fee. Yeah, yeah, with grand, a twenty-five yeah. percent sell-on fee. So that's what—that's maybe twenty-five percent of the difference, which is about one hundred and seventy grand. So something, something like that. That'd be a nice, a nice little small windfall that could come into the club. The, the, the other thing, of course, that that the club can do um, is. Make sure that it's that its youth setup is 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 you know that the academy is as good as it can be. Obviously, we, we've heard in the early statements that the club wants to improve that and get it to a better status, which is great to hear because our academy over the years has generated great players and you know that have made it into the first team. And we've got some now um, who are who are in or on the fringes of the first team. But the youth team last season had a fantastic striker in it called Jim Sims, who was banging goals in for fun. Who has now gone to Hull City because of the sheer incompetence of the football club prior to the owners that are in now? And what I'm looking forward to is that sort of nonsense stopping. Yeah, I you I don't want to
2: see. They knew they were on the way out. Say again. You think that was deliberate because they knew they were on the way out?
1: I, I've I've said that in a message to Martin. All this I can I couldn't tell you whether that was either utter incompetence or spite. I, I can't be entirely sure, but. I believe the timing of it was around April when we needed to do something um, and we didn't. So would they have known in April that they were selling to the Rothwell family? I'm not sure they were at that stage. So therefore, I, it looks to me probably more like incompetence, but you can't rule out spite. I mean, Look, think- I mean
0: at, the, at the end of the day, Moore was, was trying to get in the way of Dan Gardner being signed again, weren't he? Yeah. So that was spite because that yeah. that it that was during the time when the takeover was... We knew so it probably was. It probably was. I mean, look, we we're, we're dealing with petulant, pathetic people who have accused fans of all kinds of things, including racism with you know, no, no, no foundation. So heard I anything post... about the bullets yet? No, no, yeah. that just disappeared, didn't it? Yeah. But all, I mean, I th- it's nice to be sort of talking about this stuff as 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 the past now yeah. and, and, and it not coming up again all this kind of stuff because like you say under we, we do a, we do have a great reputation for bringing through young players you know there's a lot of a lot of footballers in this in this region that we can be tapping into i think the point about budget though and and, and all that kind of stuff is in this division you know like i said about looking at the stadiums ours is one of the best stadiums it's a proper football stadium um you know there can be big crowds in there we we should we should be able to move out of this division based on our size, as in the size of our fan base and the amount of gen- revenue we're able to generate, because that should be what separates us. Now, Wrexham have obviously got loads of season ticket orders and loads of fans because they've, you know, they've gone all Hollywood and the fans and everyone's loved it, and they're buying into that again. All so, you know, they should be out of the division in, relatively quickly. Um, we should be able to get out of it if our fans keep turning up. And, you know, next season we sell more season tickets at a slightly higher price. Um, and, you know, we're able to generate more money. That's what should happen. We should be able to, I'm not going to say buy our way out of the league, but we should have the finance to be able to start buying the better players and move out of the division. It's sure, in theory, it doesn't work always that way, does it? That's the that's the problem. But the problem, I think, is that if after two, three, four years, we've not moved out of this division. That's when it starts getting harder to get people to renew their season tickets and to coin a phrase, keep the faith. So, you know, that's the sooner we get out, the better. But we are going to need fans to show their uh, commitment to the club by sticking by it for every single year that we that we're in the in the in, in the national league. It's going. To, that's that's the test, isn't it? It's you know, it's easy for us to get behind it first season but for every season that goes by, you know, we were getting sick of league two, weren't we? With every season that went by, oh God, not another, not another season in league two, but you know, um, then there's the, there's the the geography. I mean, I've been thinking quite a lot about this recently, uh, about the benefits of having a national league at that level. I think there's a, I think there's an argument. This is something I'd be quite interested to, to discuss with people on the greatest Manchester podcast, because they've been in and around the national league for longer, but what do you think of this lads like rather than having um the national league and, Div- and league two having the first three top divisions premier league championship league one as national leagues and then having two divisions league two and the national league having north and south versions of those leagues is there any real benefit in us having such great distances to travel um it's expensive fans can't travel would it not be better to combine the national league and League two into two divisions, League Two North and League Two South, rather than having them as national divisions. What do you well, think? About I mean,
1: what once once upon a time, Tier Three and Tier Four were, were North and South, weren't they? So you had Division Three, North and South. So I mean, there's definitely a financial argument for it, particularly for some of the smaller clubs. I I, I you know, from a personal perspective, it'd be a right pain in the neck for me because I live in the South. <laughs> so I'm I can get to more games this year by virtue of where I am. But like yeah, I mean I guess that would have to be for the clubs of those leagues to vote on and decide upon themselves, I guess. But I can mm. definitely see a financial argument for it, yeah. Mm.
2: But where do you start with that, though? Because the price is still the same for fans of Premier League teams that have to travel down south to watch their... You know, price is just as much for a City fan to go and watch them at Arsenal as it is for an Oldham fan to go and watch us at Maidstone. Well, probably more than an Oldham fan to watch us at Maidstone.
0: Yeah, but the thing is is that there's not it's not really about that. It's not really about the argument for, for what it costs fans as such. You know, when you by the time you get up to that level, you've got those fans have got fans all over the country. There's loads of them. There's even if some fans can't go every week, there's other fans that can fill the places. Like so there can be there'll always be that support. But it costs clubs like Wheelstone to come up to Oldham on a Tuesday night and to go here and to go. it costs them a lot of money in travel expenses. It costs the clubs a lot of money. You know, it's it's fans can't travel, so there's not a great atmosphere. For me, local football is better than national football at a certain level. So, Do
2: clubs not get grants for stuff like that.
0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. This is why it's something I'd like to to explore as a as a concept and see what what the benefits are. I mean, it might well be that the national thing is it works out better for than uh, than not. But I don't know. It just for me, just look. I'm looking at this division and I'm thinking it's
2: grim. isn't it? it's grim to look at some of these trips that we've got. Yeah, we've got and coming just,
0: up. From a fan's point of view, from a club's point of view, from an expense point of view, you could even look at it from a, um, you know, like a, from a green, from an environment point of view. Is really any point in having people traveling all this way? Um, you know, you're looking at like we're all looking at the local games first. You know, we uh, we could have, it could have it that you could have two up and two down out of each division, sort of thing. You know, in I, I'd look into it personally, but I'm sure there's lots of other people that that that, that would disagree. Something to talk about. Now that we don't have to mourn about the Lemsiums every week. <laughs> no. Should we um should we bring in our new feature? Yeah, why not? Before you
1: press play, let's explain the new feature. So, uh this season, our fan guests that are invited on, are invited to participate in a competition called Lattice Mind. That's what we're gonna call it. we're gonna we're gonna come up with a jingle for it.
0: Uh yeah, I'll I will. i will come up with some of it.
1: Lattice Mind which is basically Mastermind with lattice questions so Paddy um, just before Matt play, presses play I'm going to ask you a series of questions in the Mastermind style and the idea is we'll keep a, a leaderboard of everyone who participates throughout the season and then maybe next summer between seasons we'll have a final where we invite the top scorers back to a big final and you can choose your specialty subject and we'll do um, some general knowledge questions. I'd also like to uh, say a thank you and explain that the the question setter for Latix Mind is a Mr. Paul Prendergast, who may be known to a lot of uh, Latix fans as, as OFC Prozac on when the Blues. Uh, he's a bit of a bit of a, a Latix chronicle, isn't he, Paul? So I've, I've asked Paul and he's kindly agreed to supply the questions each week so that there'll be sort of... Um, A level playing field because he's setting all of those questions so you've got two minutes paddy you either answer you answer the question uh you don't answer the question or you say pass and we move on and i'll keep a a running total so once the uh once the theme tune music ends then we'll begin matt press play please OK, Paddy. James Tarkowski has just signed for Everton. Who did Latix sell him to in March 2014? Brentford. Correct. Which loanee scored the winner at Dagenham and Redbridge, who will be visiting this season? Aidan White. Excellent answer. Correct. Which non-league team did Latix play at Main Road in the 1977 FA Cup time? Pass. Where did Latix sign Danny Rowe from? Uh, Failed. Correct. In the 1991-92 season, Andy Ritchie scored four goals in a game against who? Luton. uh, Wrong. Torquay United. In the 1987-88 season, Latix had three Andes play between the sticks. Name all three of them, please
2: roads gorton Gorham.
1: correct what was latics final league positions in their three playoff campaigns third fifth and sixth correct who was latics kit manufacturer between 2000 and 2004 sparta correct what colour was latix away kit in 96-97? Green. And? Black. Incorrect, navy blue. Who was sent off in a League Cup tie at Rochdale in 2008?
2: Craig Davis.
1: Correct. Roger Palmer... Scored a hat trick away from home in nineteen eighty seven. Again, I've started so I'll finish against City, Man City. Incorrect. Shrewsbury Town. Okay. Let's go through and top those up.
3: You go
0: Hey I thought you did all right there, Paddy.
3: (laughs) So Hey Dave's
0: there, you'll bring Dave in. All right, Dave.
3: Hello, you okay? Yeah, did you hear
0: Paddy then? Did
3: yeah, I
0: got right, a, I, I them all right. Shocking that, party. That's shocking. <laughs> <laughs> I got to top them up. This, this, this is dead air. I know.
1: You're going to have to cut this out. <laughs> <aren't> you? <laughs> whilst air. you're doing dead it, Matt, have you just heard
0: anything
2: about the purchase of the land yet?
0: Uh, no, no, there's not, um, there's not a date on it yet. I mean, how long are we. How long are we waiting now? Over a week in it since yeah. since the it was a Thursday. It's now yes yeah, ten days or so in it. So yeah. uh, I'm not quite sure what the what the hold up is on it. But I've uh, not heard anything that suggests there's anything to worry about. Um, so Paddy, you particular. got seven correct answers and one pass.
1: And your pass was which non-league team did Latics play at Main Road in 1977
0: FA Cup title? It was Northwich Victoria. Mm. So, Paddy, you're top of the league, mate. <laughs> How does that feel?
2: Ecstatic.
0: Yeah, Dave, you reckon that uh, that that uh, that's easily he's easily replaced then, Dave. You think you should have got him all right? Oh, I can't. He's gone again. Thanks, Dave. Thanks for joining us, Dave. Bye, Dave. That's well, our that's ro- from Dave. That. that's our roving reporter, Dave Bradley, on his way back from Turkey. Shout out to Dave Mays, who's doing all the driving there, obviously. Um, Right. So I think, lads, that was quite a successful first episode of season three of the Boundary Park Alert System. We got three features in. We got lots of positivity. We got Paddy to sort of, you know, acknowledge, you know, maybe his expectations get a little bit ahead of him sometimes. I think he's a more balanced individual than his Twitter persona.
2: I'm balanced on Twitter as well.
0: Okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. In the same way you are balanced on a when the blues.
0: I'm, imbal- I'm balanced in life. <laughs> That's how can you be balanced when you've got no wheels? <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, it was good that I enjoyed that, lads. It's nice. It is nice to uh, to be going into this season with a totally different feel. And it's going to be a long, hard season because every season is a long, hard season. It doesn't matter whether you win the league or whether you get relegated, there's no such thing as an easy season. Uh, it's going to get colder, it's going to get wetter, it's going to get darker. But like the yellow of Frank Rothwell's triumph trike, it's going to be brighter in every other sense. So thanks for joining us, lads. See you next time. The Bounder Pack Alert System is hosted and produced by Matt Dean and Andy Halliwell for Q Pod Productions. Visit oafcpodcast.co.uk for loads more info, including how to support us for just 2 99 per month to sponsor the show to raise money for the 1895 fund and to read arlene's brilliant weekly blog, please follow and interact with us on social media at oafc podcast and you can help change the game by listening to us on the FanHub app along with all major podcast platforms please like subscribe and review the pod to help us climb the rankings and get more listeners Pushtheboundary.co.uk and oasf.co.uk are where you'll find out all about our official supporters groups, getting involved and continuing to raise money for the 1895 fund. Don't miss the Latix Football Phone-In with myself and Dave Bradley every Wednesday from 8.30 till 9.30 at youtube.com forward slash the Boundary Park Alert System. Follow us on socials at OAFC Phone-In. You can also catch us on the brand new Greatest Manchester Football Podcast Live every Thursday night from 8 till 9 on the Greatest Manchester Football Podcast YouTube channel. Follow at GMFootPod for all the details. The title music for the show is by DJ and producer Starion, with an R and for more information visit bandcamp.com forward slash Red Laser Records.